very special good evening to our listeners to the Dominican Daphne Radio and Q95 FM radio station in Dominica. Let me welcome all of you to this special edition of This Week in Interview. Tonight we're continuing our focus on agriculture and we want to take a very special look at Dominica as an organic agriculture country. We are joined tonight by three very special guests out of Dominica. Mr. Joey Peltier, Mr. Olu, Olu, Olu Obonio, and Ms. Vanessa Privo. We are very looking forward very much to this discussion. And let me start by saying a very special welcome to all of our guests, to TDN and to Q95 FM radio station. Okay, well, a special welcome to all of you, and um, I know that you can hear me loud and clear. We can. We can. Okay, very well. Um, okay, let's let's get the ball rolling, and let me just, by way of introduction, let me just tell you just who we are speaking with tonight. Uh, Mr. Joey Pelte has just retired as a representative of the Inter-American Institute for Cooperation on Agriculture, or ICA, which is based in Barbados. Prior to assuming that position, he was the Regional Specialist in Sustainable Rural Development at ICA and coordinator of the Jeff Small Grants Program at the United Nations Development Program in Barbados. He also worked for IICA in the 1990s as a sub-regional rural development specialist in St. Lucia before going back to his homeland, Dominica, where he became the Director of Agriculture. During that period, he promoted the proliferation of greenhouses in Dominica and in fact owned two of them where he produced fruits and vegetables. Of course, um, this is Mr. Joey Pelty. As we go along, we'll be telling you some more about him. We are also joined by Olu Obonio. Olu Obonio is from Scotland, Dominica, who lived for several years in the United Kingdom and he returned to Dominica in September of 2009. In the UK, he first worked in the chemistry industry, in, well, in the chemical industry, followed by the cosmetic industry. He transitioned to ICT and held various positions in IT up to the management level. He has extensive experience in management. So, and then Olu is back in Dominica doing quite a bit of things there in Dominica with regards to agriculture, with regards to the organic agriculture. And we have the third individual with us tonight is Ms. Vanessa Privo. Mrs. Privo is currently the manager of Career Development Center, which specializes in career development services. She's a past president of DOME. DOME is a Dominica organic agriculture movement from 2007 to 2009. She has wide experience uh, in the NGO community and is the co-founder of the Sustainable Natural Resource Foundation, uh, a nonprofit NGO whose main objectives are to engage in activities specifically to enhancing, protecting, and conserving and preserving the natural environment. So let me say a very special welcome again to all of our distinguished guests tonight. It's great to have all of you. And part of what sparked out this discussion was a conversation that we had last week on this weekend interview when we spoke to Dr. Osman Barron, who wrote a book, Food to Field, in which he made the claim that there was practically no difference between organic uh, foods produced using organic agriculture and foods produced using the conventional methods of production. And tonight we are pleased to have the, these individuals from the organic movement in Dominica who, who are anxious 
to defend organic agriculture. So I, will, I would like to start off by, by asking um, Olo to give us his thoughts upon what um, he heard last week. Okay, let me first of all uh, welcome the communities of uh, Dominicans in, the U in, in, in Dominica, in the United States, and the UK, and, and around the world. Um, I, I'm very thankful to uh, Dr. Osborne for writing the book. And uh, again, uh, yet another distinguished Dominican excelling in, in, in another very important field. However, I feel that um, he perhaps um, missed one or two points. And very briefly, he said there's no difference in our food production, but I believe that the argument needs to be widened somewhat. We need to look at the systems. And by systems, we need to look at the, uh, what we call a conventional system and what we call the organic system. And I believe there are differences. The conventional system we, we now use is unsustainable. It has a very, a very bad effect, a very adverse effect on the environment. It creates pollution. It, is, it also, it, it also is, uh, creates health issues. And it has um, a, a very bad and uh, deleterious effect on the environment. For that reason, it is unsustainable and therefore we need to look at other ways in which we, we produce food. Um, I do not want to say too much because the other speakers will also be there for the time. Yes, certainly. Um, Joey? Yes, hello. Well, you know, I, let me congratulate Dr. Barron for his achievement and uh, okay. for the research he has yeah, done. I think that there are many um, researchers who have um, also concluded what he has um, said. Uh, but we think, and I think based on not only the theory, but also the experience that I've had uh, as a practical farmer, that um, there is a clear difference between uh, organic agriculture and uh, conventional agriculture. As a matter of fact, I believe that organic agriculture should be called conventional agriculture. I think, you know, we should spin the, the thing on its head and, 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 and to say that organic agriculture is uh, an agriculture that has been produced, that has been in existence for a very long time. So it should be conventional in the sense that, um, that even in Dominica, our, our forefathers produce, um, um, you know, were practicing uh, sustainable agriculture in, um, in, 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 in the conventional sense. And uh, they produce food uh, for themselves and uh, the surplus which they sold uh, to, to support their families. But, um, and, and of course, uh, the, the way that uh, conventional agriculture is, um, is described today, they didn't use all the, the, the various practices like the chemicals that have been used in, um, in, in conventional agriculture at that time. And as a result, um, and they produced you know, healthy food, um, food for the table that uh, one could easily consume without fear of contaminants and um, pesticide residues. And, um, and, and we were brought up on this, on, on this con conventional, or if you will, um, organic agriculture principles. And, um, and uh, we think that there is a clear difference between organic agriculture and conventional agriculture, particularly in the way 
that you know that it is treated they both are treated um, in the environment the environment is very critical in um, in how we, we we produce food and how we produce food in a way that will uh, ensure that the environment can continue to to support the way that we um, we produce food and the way that we we, we, we we sustain our agriculture and I believe that it's important that the differences are established and the differences are pointed out you know to the ordinary consumer what we are concerned about is that you know that 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 food is made available to every individual in the country and to make it available it has to be available in adequate quantities and it has to be available in a way that is affordable if food is not available in an affordable way then it makes no sense to produce the food because you know if if um if we have to produce food and pay very high prices for food, and it is out of the reach of the ordinary citizen, then it is not sustainable. And that is why that um, that the, the agriculture that we practiced a long time ago, you know, was sustainable. And that because it produced food in a way that provided support and sustenance to the ordinary people. And we can find very much in Dominica today that there are very many farmers who produce food sustainably, very cheaply, in a, in a way that can provide adequate nutrition to the ordinary citizens. If we can't do that, then obviously, then, um, then, um, then we are not in the business of sustainability. I will stop here. And we can continue this discussion later on. <laughs> Vanessa, I would like to bring you in at this time and, and get your views on, on this the whole this discussion, uh, organic v. conventional. Well, good evening to all the listeners out there. Um, it's a very interesting discussion so far. Um, what I'd like to say is that, of course, there is a fundamental difference between organic agriculture and conventional agriculture. Ag organic agriculture stands on some main principles. We have the environmental principle, the health principle, the social principle, and the economic principle, all of them working together to give us the organic system. Um, leaving out any one of these makes the system not organic. It is very important to us to, as Mr. Peltier said, to include the, the sustainable use of the environment in our organic agriculture. You can't have a contaminated place and expect to grow healthy food for people. There's so much research out there that shows that the food that we eat determines our health. Our bodies are made up of what we eat. So if we eat food, we should eat the best quality food we could possibly find. And that is not just quantity of food, but the quality of food. Secondly, the, the health principle, which is completely related to the environmental principle. Why is it that when you spray a chemical in conventional system, the farmer has to protect himself? He has to wear long sleeves and rubber boots and masks and so on because the chemical he is spraying is dangerous to his body. Why should you want to eat something that you've just finished spraying? 
I mean, it's just common sense. In the past, we have made mistakes as um, in the conventional system with the inclusion of all these pesticides and herbicides and weedicides. But what the organic movement is seeking to do is correct the errors of the past so that we can have a future. Thirdly, the economic principle. It is impossible to ask someone to grow something and then they cannot afford to feed themselves or they're not earning enough money to, to meet their own needs. The system would not be sustainable. You can't have a system which is not economic. And of course, the organic system um, is economic because you, you, you grow, you eat what you grow, and then you sell, you sell what, you, what you grow as well. And you expect to get returns for what you grow, just like any farmer expects to get returns for what he grows. Then we have also the social principle, which is very different from we appear to have a little bit of difficulty in the line there with Vanessa. So we are going to go across to um, to Olu. Olu, what about yes, what... I what would like to just sum up with um, a, a quote from the Director General of the Food and Agricultural Organization, uh, Mr. Jacques Dioff. And he says that the Green Revolution in agriculture, which swept much of the developing world during the 1960s, saved an estimated 1 billion people from farming. And he goes on to say, those achievements came at a cost. In many countries, decades of intensive cropping have degraded file, uh, fertile land and depleted groundwater, provoked pest upsurges, eroded biodiversity, and polluted air, soil, and water. I think with this, really, we could go on and on about um, with this discussion, but I believe we really need to perhaps um, extend the discussion and look at DOM and what DOM is doing um, as an organization, as, a, as an, organi an organic agricultural organization in Dominica, because there is a great deal that DOM, DOM is doing. I mean, DOM recently had um, published a strategic plan in June. It was approved in June uh, this year. And we are, if effectively I would de describe DOME in, in, in a sentence as its principal role is to mainstream organic agriculture in Dominica. And to do this, we have, first of all, to ensure that um, we have certification. And we're looking at group certification because we cannot really claim to be, uh, to be um organically if you do not have certification to back it up that that would prevent us from effectively that would prevent us from effectively um, being able to export to um, um, Europe and Europe means Martinique and Guadeloupe and the United States and other fields so that is one thing that DOMI is actively working on DOMI is also looking at setting up a distribution system because what we effectively are looking at looking at in terms of group certification is we are aware that a number of our members, our member farmers, are a small, a small farmers, and group certification is much less costly than certification which was pursued by a number of farmers in Dominica at, uh, at the beginning of the 20th century, when they were certified through the um, UK Soil Association. So DOM will be holding the certificate and DOM will also be doing the marketing on the farmer's behalf. The idea really is we are, we are patterning that, that approach on a group in North Carolina, whereby we would try to ensure that the farmers receive most of the produce from the sales 
So we would be looking somewhere around an 80-20 split. 80% of every dollar goes to the farmer and 20% goes to the, the company dome uh, to handle administration and what I would say something else. So that is one project we are very much looking at. The other project which we are very much looking at at the moment is what we call Dome's Organic Basket. And what that means is that we're looking at targeting about five products which we'll be selling to the local market. And we have done extensive work on that, and we're hoping to launch that perhaps um, in earnest from somewhere around April of um, 2013. Um, there are also other projects which um, I know Joey, who has been very much involved in things, will we'll touch on. So at the moment, I, I just want to, to just mention that DOM is doing a number of things. And we also will talk the question about what the organic island later on and what the organic island principle is all about and so forth. So I'll stop there for the time being. Thank you very much, Olu. Vanessa, I wanted to, I wanted to, um, you're, you're former president of Dome, and I wanted to ask you about in terms of when Dome started and what are the, the things that motivated you as an individual to get involved in an organization such as the Organic Movement of Dominica? Um, I can't really hear what you all are saying, so perhaps you'll have to speak to one of the others because I can't hear. Okay, um, Vanessa, are you able to hear me? Yes, that's much better. Hello? This present to you, Vanessa, is whether motivated to get involved as a president of Dome. Or oh, one of the reasons to motivate me. I have always been interested in agriculture. My first degree is in agribusiness, and I've always been involved in agriculture in some way or another throughout my, my career. And I was approached by the agricultural department's head in Dominica at the time, that is Mr. Almario Casimi, and he thought that I would be a good person to be involved in the movement. And I, I looked at what one, they wanted to do, and I thought this is something that I need to involve myself in because I'm concerned about the environment, I'm concerned about health, I'm concerned about eating, and I'm concerned about all the principles that the organic movement stands for. So I thought it was something that definitely I wanted to be involved with. You involved in the in the organization. Where do you see this um, organization moving in the next couple of years as far as moving Dominica towards that notion of uh, agriculture, fully organic country, and is that even possible? It is definitely possible. If there is a political but, will to um, do it, it is possible. Um, we are already placed that, in the, um, the right that, place. We are already the nature island of the Caribbean. But if there is a, a definite policy movement by the government to turn it to an organic island, it can definitely happen, and it can happen within 10 years. Um, just a question if there is the political will in order to make it work, because it wouldn't just be agriculture that's affected, but it would benefit tourism, it would benefit education, it would benefit health, it would benefit other things in the country, and we are all interdependent. So it's something that definitely can be done within a very doable period of time. Joey, what's your, what's your view on this? Yes, Joey? Yes, um, what I was saying is that certainly it will not happen in two years or five years. This is, is a transition thing because uh, Dominica right now is heavily dependent on um, conventional interventions 
in agriculture. So a lot of um, pesticides and weedicides and um, synthetic inputs are used in agriculture in Dominica, in the banana industry, in the pineapple industry, in the horticultural industry, in vegetable production. And um, the fact that um, that there was a declaration that Dominica um, should um, strive and to to become organic in the next few years, perhaps 10, 15 years, uh, the intention is a, is a good one. But then, of course, you know, if you're going to do that, then there has to be a transition period, and that has to take place over a period of time. Um, you can't become organic overnight. There, there is, of course, a period of, um, of cleaning up the soil and uh, regenerating the soil and education and, and sensitizing farmers and consumers to ensure that that um, not only that food production is, 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 is on target, but that consumers have the confidence and the belief that you know the food that they're consuming is in fact um, devoid of pesticides and, and weedicides. Um, one of the things that um, was um, talked about by Dr. Barron is the, the quality of the food, for example, that um, that is produced under conventional means and under organic agriculture principles. You know. Now, um, I can t only tell you what I, I have done as a practical farmer and the responses I've gotten from my consumers. I remember that um, sometimes when I sold my, my pumpkin and my, my carrots and my cabbage, this lady came up to me and said, Mr. Pelte, you are your own worst enemy. And I said, why do you say that? She said, well, I bought a pumpkin for you from you three weeks ago. Not in the refrigerator. I put it on my refrigerator, and I still have the pumpkin as fresh as possible. Uh, that means that you will not be selling um, a lot of pumpkins. I say, Mom, don't worry about that. You know, go ahead, tell other people, and I can sell as much pumpkin as possible. Uh, and and it made me feel very good in the sense that that the quality of the food produced under organic principles um, has been very good. The shelf life is very good. It is devoid of um, chemical and pesticide residues. And uh, of course, if we are going to get into an export trade, it means that you know we have to meet the, the, the stringent uh, requirements of the Eurogap and, um, um, and, and other importing countries to ensure that uh, the pesticide residues are, are, are tolerable and within the limits that they, they, they set. And uh, you can't do that with conventional agriculture. I, I remember, for example, Suriname having a very big problem in Holland because Suriname produces sugarcane, they produce bananas, they produce all kinds of products which they export to the Dutch market, the Netherlands market. And then the Dutch had to put an embargo on the products coming from, from Suriname because the pesticide residues were just too high. And uh, we outside of the tolerable limits, and we don't want to find ourselves in that kind of condition if we are transitioning towards um, organic agriculture in Dominica. And, and, and if we are going to do that, we also have to put the, put the protocols in place. We have to re-engineer our, our Ministry of Agriculture. We re-engineer our focus to ensure that, um, that we, can, we can provide the, the services and the technology that, that are required for um, 
for transition into um, organic agriculture. We have to retrain uh, our, our extension officers, retrain our, our um, te technology um, people. We have to refocus our, our direction towards um, you know the, the use of the land, um, soil regeneration, for example. Some people, some people tell me, you know, like, you are an organic farmer? I say, yes, but I'm mainly a regenerative farmer. I, I, I practice regenerative agriculture because what I do is to regenerate the soil. And a healthy soil means a healthy plant. A healthy plant means a healthy crop and a healthy product, fruit or vegetables. And if that is what we have to do to ensure that we can produce healthy crops, you know, for our people, it means that if we are providing healthy crops and healthy products for, for our people, then our people will become healthier. We will reduce on, um, on things like the, the, the non-communicable diseases which are prevalent in Dominica, which are the largest killers. You know, we will reduce on the, on the consumption of white flour, white sugar, white rice, which are the three W's that in fact impact negatively on the health of our people. So the origin of our food, the way that the food is produced, the, the, the health of our food, you know, will in fact translate into, you know, um, a healthier population, a healthier people, lower uh, um, health food bills, um, sorry, um, medical bills for, for our people, and of course the health budget which is very phenomenal in Dominica. I mean, we spend over $100 million in, um, in, in, in treating diabetes in Dominica. I, I mean, you know, come on, that is, that, is, that, that is unacceptable. In Barbados, they spend about $325 million treating diabetes. That is unacceptable. Where, in fact, by careful plan and smart intervention in the way we produce the food over a period of time because it can't happen overnight. This is something that we have to transition to perhaps three, four, five years. It takes three years to become certified, you know, um, and to ensure that, you know, the soil is, is, is devoid of contaminants. If we, in fact, can transition to that, you know, it means that, you know, we're starting on the right foot and then we can get the young people involved, the youth. You know, the, 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 the high school students, those people interested in, 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 in agriculture, to get them involved and get them in the, in the frame of mind, to, 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 to think outside the box and transition the mind to producing food that is healthy, and therefore we will have a healthy citizenry in Dominica. And that affects everybody, you know, across the, the, the political and the social strata. You know, Olu, somebody might say that this is a noble goal, okay, to move into that realm in terms of organic agriculture, but what about the practical aspect of it, the costs involved? It seems to me that if you were to go organic, that it will become hugely more difficult for the farmers to get the necessary treatments for the plants without going the chemical route. What about the practical aspect of we, moving we, to we, that? We, 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 are, we are actually being forced into this direction. Agriculture at the moment is not what it used to be in the days when banana was king. And one of the major issues we currently have in terms of agriculture in Dominica is the cost of inputs, the 
cost of chemical fertilizers. And that in itself uh, is and will force a number of farmers to look at alternatives. And by alternatives, we, we would have to look at things like cover crops and green manure and, and, and composting in particular. Now, Dome um, has been looking at a number of projects. One of them is inputs. That's the, the type of seeds we use because you have to use um, uncoated. Uh, seeds must not be pickled and that, that, that used in organic agriculture. We also obviously, as you know, in, in organic agriculture, you cannot use chemical fertilizers. So we, we have to use compost, uh, green manure, which is where you, um, you, you plant um, such plants as Gloricida and, and, other, and other leguminous plants to, to provide the nitrogen that the soil needs. And so we are actively now looking at a project of, of having a number of composting sites throughout the island. We currently have some sites. We have a site in Bellevue Chopin. Um, there is also one in Trudel where we're producing uh, liquid tea manure, and there's also a site which is not, which is not a dome site, but it's a, a site in Cassibrus, and also a smaller site in Dilis. Um, those sites are not commercial, and they really were pilot sites, and we have learned a great deal from those sites in terms of how to progress this thing. So if organic agriculture has got to take hold, one of the first things we've got to do, we must be able to produce um, sufficient inputs, and one of the major inputs will be compost. There's also, with compost, there would have to be the testing regime. So that is one thing, uh, the production of, of compost. And as I've explained that, we, 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 are, we, are, we have projects written up. We're now actively looking for the financing to be able to produce those, those plants. Um, I, I do not think it is something that only organic agriculture uh, farmers will do. I believe also conventional farmers will get involved because they will be forced into it because of the high cost of inputs and the cost on production. So it is a challenge in terms of the, the conversion of the move towards um, agriculture, but I think the real clincher will be whether farmers can make a living out of it because farmers um, farming is a business. And a number of farmers go into it not only for the fact that they can they can um, feed their own families, but for the fact that they also want to be able to make a living and a decent living out of it. And I sincerely believe that farmers can make a living. And the way we have to approach organic agriculture is very different currently um, from the way we're doing what we call conventional agriculture, in the sense that uh, organic agriculture there's a regime to it, there's a, a method in which it has to be done. One of the first things we have to do is that we've got to do a, an annual, we have to have an annual budget in terms of uh, the plan, um, how much we're going to be producing. And from that, we have to be able to, we have to work out the amount of fertilizer we'll need, the amount of land we will need. So documentation is, a, is, is very key. To, to what we have to do. But I, at this stage, I would also like to just uh, refer to a couple of things. Organic agriculture is not really new to Dominica in the sense that in the 70s, Mr. Roy, and a number of people know Mr. Roy as the father of organic agriculture in Dominica. I wish to pay tribute to him tonight and also to his wife, uh, Mrs. Roy, who lives in Jordan and still farms and, and the children. And you will also find a video about the method used by Mr. Roy on the Dome website, which, which was recently um, recently relaunched, 
www.rowenmichaelmichael.org. And on there, at the bottom of the home page, is a video where Mr. Rowan and his family go into a lot of detail about um, organic agriculture and why he's gone into it. And one of the key things which is mentioned, or what I would even call a key principle, is the need for documentation. Agriculture is a business, and if you have to run a business, you must know how much you have spent on that business and how much you have made. Because without knowing that, you cannot take decisions. And Mr. Royer in that, in that um, video clearly states that one of the things they did was they kept um, very detailed uh, documentation of everything from what they plant where, uh, how much they were getting out of it in terms of productivity, how much they got from selling it, and so on and so forth. And some people, there may be some doubters also about whether organic agriculture can work. But let me just also say to you that my understanding is that and that can be confirmed that Mr. Rui, on one acre of land, kept his family. Not only kept his family, I think even some of them went to university. So organic agriculture, as we are trying to practice um, again with certification, is nothing new to Dominica. Mr. Roy and a group of people did, did that from the 70s. Vanessa, I, I, I wanted to pose this question to you, and I'm glad that um, Olu mentioned Mr. Roy, because I remember him as a high school student. That was over seven, over 30 years ago. As a high school student at the SMA, he came to talk to us about organic agriculture. The question I have for you, Vanessa, is what about the buying? Are enough farmers in Dominica convinced that this is the way to go? And let, just before you answer, let me just remind our listeners that you're listening to This Week in Interview, and we are talking to the Dominica Organic Agriculture Movement. We have with us Vanessa Privo, Joey Pelte, and Olu Obonio, who are joining us from Dominica. Vanessa, what about that? What about the buy-in from the local farmers in, in Dominica? Well, Zoom has over 100 members, and the membership is growing. So we have people who feel that they want to actually be members of the organic movement. But there are many, many, many farmers out there who are organic. They are not members of the organization, but they talk to They produce organic. They feed their families organically. There is even a set of persons who feed their family organically, but they conventional to the public. So they, there are a lot of farmers who know the right thing to do and who want to do the right thing, but have not made that final transition to 100% organic. So I and definitely, when you go to the market, you hear people say, "Is this organic?" You, you, when you listen to what the, the consumers want, you want hear the consumers asking, "This is organic," and then other producers will say. This is organic or this is not organic. So it, there is a, um, in the air, there's a lot of people who are interested in eating organic, buying organic, and a lot of them who are interested in producing organic. But are they interested in paying the much higher prices for organic? Because it seems to me that it's a, it's a longer process, it's costlier, it's more time-consuming. Are the consumers in Dominica willing to pay that premium price for organic products? Well, I would say in Dominica we don't get a premium price as yet. We have conventional or agriculture and organic agriculture practically at the same rate. Um, in Dominica, there has not been much distinction, like in other countries, between the price for organic and the price for conventional. Right now, conventional is so expensive anyway 
Um, tomatoes are eight dollars a pound, and that is conventional. So expensive. It's a rel it's a relative thing. The conventional is expensive, and the organic is just about par with the conventional at the moment. So I think people are paying. Okay, we seem to be having a bit of difficulty there with Vanessa. Um, I wanted to pose that question to Joey. Joey, is it the case? Is this a, is this a practical thing for Dominica? In other words, can Dominica really invest in being an organic nation? Is there, because I mean, I'm sure you've looked at it from a point of view of a cost-benefit thing. You look at the cost involved to get in there and the benefits to the country. Is it worth the effort? to become an organic country? Well, you know, <clears throat> right now, um, Thompson, um, there's quite a lot of land that is becoming vacant and idle in Dominica. These are mainly the, the, the former lands where bananas have been produced. As you know, uh, the banana industry in Dominica is declining. And as a result of that, a lot of land is becoming vacant. And um, because those lands are vacant for perhaps two, three, four, perhaps five years, um, these lands lend themselves to becoming more um, available for organic farming. And a country cannot become fully sustainable from an organic point of view, if it is not able to produce its own inputs. We have to be able to produce our own inputs in Dominica. We cannot rely on imported inputs like synthetic fertilizers. And that's the, in, in the fertilizer that we use in the banana industry and, and, and other crops. So we have to be able to use our, produce our own inputs. To a certain extent, we are doing this. Some of us are doing this. I am doing this on my on the farm that I, where I'm practicing organic agriculture at the moment. I'm producing something called fertilizer tea, which is made from mulberry or zeng zeng, clary cedar, and good manure and bad manure. And I get a healthy liquid fertilizer, which I can use in drip irrigation to produce my lettuce and my carrots and beets and other crops for the market. Now, if we have a healthy production of natural inputs, organic inputs, then we are halfway there. Because you know that it means that we do not rely on synthetic inputs which are subject to price variations on the inter international market. We can use homegrown products to produce the inputs that we require for organic agriculture, and it can be done sustainably on, small, on a small scale. But we also, we also have to, we also have to be able to look at the larger scale. There is, for example, if you look at countries like the Dominican Republic, it is the largest exporter of organic bananas on the European Union, to the European Union. 
and they meet organic standards and Eurogap standards in the European Union. And third-party certification is also affordable, uh, available to them. Now, I have visited the Dominican Republic perhaps about seven times, visiting and working with organic farmers there. They use something called vermiculture to produce organic bananas, but also organic. They have a, 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 a district in the Dominican Republic called Constanza, where almost all the vegetables produced under greenhouses or in the, in the, in the, in, in the uh, rain-fed conditions, you know, are produced organically and exported to Europe. Now, if they can do it, why can't we do it too? And a lot of the inputs that they use are homegrown. But also, their scientists are trained. They are trained to understand their environmental conditions, and their extension officers work directly with the farmers. The banana exporting company is called Bolemo, a Bolero. And this company hires its own extension officers under contract to provide them with technical support, organic support, so that they produce and so they can meet the requirements of the export market. There is no way we cannot do that. We can do that here in Dominica. I don't see why we cannot do it. We have to begin to reorient our, our, our agriculture division and our agriculture ministry to look at, you know, how we can meet the requirements over time through a planned approach, you know, for Dominica becoming fully organic in 10 or 15 years. I believe it is perhaps achievable between 15 and 20 years. But we have yep. to start somewhere. We have to start I, somewhere. I'd like to come in there and say that we have made a start, Joey. We have made a start through Dome. Dome, to some extent, is acting as a catalyst. Uh, what I should mention is that Dome is now having formal meetings with the Ministry of Agriculture on a bi-monthly basis at the moment. So all of the activities that I've spoken to you about, we, we, we discuss it with, with the Ministry of Agriculture. We are, we are also looking at, we are also looking at uh, even closer collaboration, for example, at the moment, there is the there is the um, organic well it's called the organic unit but uh, hopefully that will soon be we'll look at the um, the organic desk at the moment but it will be called the organic organic unit which will work even closer with though in terms of providing technical support there is also plan there is plan on the way to actually train all of the extension officers into in organic farming techniques uh, as we speak we are looking at putting together a, a project because. They come at the beginning, really, of, of the whole process, and therefore they have to be knowledgeable to be able to train all the farmers in, in, in those areas' principles. Um, but the clincher to me, quite frankly, is uh, the market and also how, if, whether we can produce consistently. Why is the market is any 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 business has uh, must be able to show that it can be run profitably. Have markets to produce. I don't think the issue is one of the ability of the Dominican farmer to produce. I think where we've had difficulties in the past, it has been with how we service that market. And we are, we are, we are paying very close attention to this in Dome from the point of view that we've already done rec uh, market reconnaissance to Guadeloupe. 
We also have done quite a bit of work uh, in Martinique. We have done work in um, the, the Virgin Islands and in the United States. And, and so once we prove, and I think it will probably in two years' time, that farmers can make a successful living out of organic agriculture, I think what you will see is that there will be a large transitioning of conventional farmers into organic, into organic farming. And we will see a number of changes taking place. I am reasonably confident that that is going to happen. Um, I, I am very excited in terms of, of the work um, I have um, I've seen, which has been done over the past two years. And at this juncture, I also would like, really, we really do need the support of the general public. We're listening in, in the United States, in, in the United Kingdom, for the Caribbean, and, and particularly in Dominica. DOM uh, has just launched a new website. And one of the um, pages of the website is what we call the Winter Fund Drive. And under this, we're looking, we are really appealing to, to the general public for assistance, for example. Um, we are looking at uh, $30,000, which will launch the organic certification program here on, in Dominica. We, we, another project is about $20,000, a few dollars, which will provide technical services and training to farmers, etc. We're looking at $10,000 to support organic research on, on, in Dominica, including seed variety trials, cover crops, which I've spoken about, and green manures. We're looking at $5,000, which will provide organic seeds and fertilizers to farmers, and also about $3,000, which will produce 100 compost thermometers, because that's needed if you have to be doing composting. And about uh, we're looking also for a computer for office, and we're looking at um, equipment for for the growers in Belvis Chopin. These are the main centers of organic agriculture at the moment: Belvis Chopin, Cassibus, Jodel, and Calibichi. So, personally, I, I am, you know, cautiously confident that we continue to work uh, dome, collaborating with the, the Ministry of Agriculture, the government, and others, that we can make organic agriculture work, and that organic the organic island concept, which is wider than just organic agriculture, but also includes tourism and agro-tourism, uh, can be successful and, and can be a huge income generator for Dominica and be extremely beneficial to, to the economy of Dominica. Okay, in case you are just joining us. I agree to Olu that you know that 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 Dome can do as much as we can, and and, and promote organic agriculture. Um, um, we need to strengthen the organisation. Um, we need to to get the organisation to respond, uh, and, and and to the farmers' needs and to provide some initiative. But you know, the important thing for me is that there has to be a policy. A policy from the from the highest level that would drive this process, and the policy has to follow the declaration that was made a few years ago that Dominica will is being targeted as a as, as an organic country, and uh, we should move in that direction in so many years. I can't remember how many years, but this policy has to be deliberate. It has to be um, premised on the, the, the training and the availability of the scientists that are required and the training of the scientists, on the funding and the investment that is necessary to do so, 
on the restructuring of the Ministry of Agriculture, on the sensitization and the training of the farmers, on the use of the land that has been made vacant by, as a result of the demise of the, of the banana industry, and of course on the sensitization of the public so that you know the, the people of Dominica are involved and engaged in this and they give deliberate not only tacit but deliberate support to it so it has to be a holistic movement that is all encompassing but it has to be driven by policy at the highest level yes uh, thank you very much Joey. Vanessa, I, I, I wanted to ask you this question because earlier we asked about the buy-in from the farmers. My question has to do with whether or not the Dominican public is willing to go that route, especially when you consider that you have a, a public that is quick to buy fruit um, planted and grown in America against locally produced fruit. Do you have any kind of assurance that, that the Dominican public will buy into the notion of, of supporting a fully grown um, organic product in Dominica? Let me, let me also reiterate that you know any program that comes out of the policy directions has to involve you know, the public. You have to be able to sensitize the public. You have to be able to sensitize the farmers so that, you know, and then, you know, of course, productivity is important. If the food is affordable, it is deemed to be safe and secure. And if the public can understand it, you have to be able to raise the consciousness. I think they will be buying by the public. And the public itself needs to understand that, you know, that, that if the policy is driving this, then of course the food prices, let me tell you, food prices are outrageous in Dominica right now. If you go to the market and you spend $100 on vegetables, if you need to feed your family of four, I mean, that's a lot of money. I mean, a pound of tomatoes is $8 a pound, sometimes $9 or $10 a pound. A one lettuce costs $6, $7. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. You know, we're importing lettuce from Miami. That just doesn't make sense at all to me. You know, and if you have to become sustainable, then it has to be an, a, a, an approach and, 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 and that is all-encompassing. It has to involve land. It has to involve policy direction. It has to involve um, sensitization. It has to involve, you know, public declarations. It has to involve the financial institutions that have to be able to provide support to this. It has to involve the farmers coming together and identifying which are the crops that are most appropriate to produce in which area. It has to involve the science of land testing, you know, um, 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 soil testing, um, um, you know, um, what type of, 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 of interventions that need to be made in terms of, um, of inputs, of, of, of pest control, of, um, of, of fertilizer regimes. Um, what requirements uh, are we looking at in terms not only of domestic food production, you know, but also of where, where Dominica sits right in, in the middle of the European Union. How are we going to strategize our agriculture? You know, focusing on organic agriculture to target the market in Martinique and Guadeloupe. Listen, Martinique is a country where, you know, the 
soil is so contaminated in Matnik at the moment because of the 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 the, the the, the, the use of pesticides and agrochemicals in the banana and in the pineapple industry. That, you know, if you live in Matnik at the moment and you consume the water and you consume all the products in Matnik, then you, by the time you're 50 or 60 years old, you are liable to get cancer. So it is, it is a ready market available to us right on our doorstep. One of the biggest constraints to exploiting this market is transportation. The biggest constraint for intra-Caribbean intra trade you know, in agriculture is, is transportation. How do we develop the policy you know, to develop our agriculture and, and promote our agriculture? In okay, uh, we may just have lost Joey there, uh, but I think we still have with us um, Vanessa. Vanessa, I wanted to direct that to you. We are quickly running out of time. We have just about uh, two minutes left. And I, I wanted to ask you this. Um, you, you are the, the co-founder of the Sustainable Natural Resource Foundation. And I just wanted to, to you to kind of look into the future and, and give me a sense as to where this is going. Do you believe that in 15 to 20 years' time, Dominica will, in fact, be an organic nation? And as a Dominica who is already into the whole nature island concept, we can definitely be that in 15 to 20 years. I mean, there's a great demand out there. We cannot even produce enough organic um, produce for our own consumption. We can hardly produce conventional produce for our own con consumption. There's so much demand out there. So if we, we get the support from government, if we get the financial support, and if we get the support of the general public out there, it is definitely something that in our future can happen. And I don't think as far as 25 years. I am thinking 10 years. I'm thinking 10 years. Definitely. Um, I want to say that I, I quite enjoyed being, being on, on the show this evening. And, uh, you know, I encourage the public out there to buy organic, you know, um, for your health, for your family's health, and, and to support the farmers that who have been working at Okay, um, Joey, you, you, want, you want to take this up? We, we are just about um, out of time. You want to give us a, a quick wrap-up there? Yeah, I, I, I want to say that, you know, there has to be... We need to work yes, together. Joey, can you, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Yes, hello. Okay, um, Olu, I believe you can hear me, though. Yes, yes I, I just would like to say that I do believe that organic agriculture can work together. I believe the organic island concept where Dominica becomes an island where we all, we only this organic agriculture can become a reality. It will probably take 15 to 20 years to achieve it. As Joey has has said that we do need the leadership of our, the political directorate. Dome has its part, but Dome is only a cog in the wheel, and we must have leadership from the political directorate. Um, and I am very optimistic that that we can make this thing happen if, if we work in unison, and I'm sure that we will um, work in unison. And very briefly again, I want to to ask for the support of the general public. Do visit the web Dome's website at Dominica organicdominica.org and do support the um, winter fundraising campaign. It is all for a very good cause. And, and Joey, just a quick few final words from you. Well, you know, I, I, I am, listen, um, Thompson, 
I don't give a hope. I am very, I am very optimistic. I myself am a practical farmer. I'm doing some farming at the moment. I'm just getting into, you know, commercial production of specialty vegetables for the local market and possibly for export later on. I am optimistic. I am using, you know, um, organic principles, you know, or, or what I call uh, sustainable organic principles. Um, 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 and, and, and therefore, I'm hoping that, you know, as a result of the quality of the food that we are producing, particularly the vegetables that we can get, we can get, um, you know, buyers in Dominica, and we can we can produce it in an affordable way. But I, I, I am hopeful that you know that that we can come together. You know, there there is no reason why I I, I would be uh, I would be uh, I'm not optimistic about our people coming together. We need the, the political directorate to come together uh, at all levels, including you know the government and the opposition, and and and, and we need to get them to believe believe in what was declared. Believe that Dominica can become organic. Let's believe it. But let's put the policies in place to make that happen. And I, I have spoken to a lot of the scientists um, at, the, at the Division of Agriculture since I've come back to Dominica. And they are quite excited and, and they are willing to work. They are willing to come together. They, they, you, you need to just give them a helping hand. Open the door for them like like what Toussaint Louverture did in Haiti. Louverture. Open the crevice so that we can we can walk through it, you know, with a uh, with a little uh, holding each other's hands, you know, with as uh, with little differences as possible. All right. Oh, well, on that note, let me say a very special thank you to all of our guests um, this evening um, of the Dominica Organic Agriculture Movement. We want to say special thanks to Oli Obonio, to Joey Pelte, and to Vanessa Privo for joining us tonight out of Dominica. As we discuss a very critical topic, and that of uh, the question as to whether Dominica should move towards being an agriculture nation that is built upon organic agriculture. And of course, the answer from all the panelists was a resounding yes, that they believe that Dominica is poised. And in fact, it could happen within 15 to 20 years. We'll, of course, continue that conversation some other time. It's a certainly a topic of great interest to all of Dominica. And given the way that Dominica is poised as an organic country already and leading the way in sustainable development. So, again, thank you to all of our listeners and thank you to the thank panelists. You. And we look forward thank to joining you. you again in the, in January um, for rather next week. In fact, we're going to continue the conversation on agriculture next week. We have a panel that will be discussing agriculture issues again next week as we maintain that theme of agriculture here on this weekend interview. So join us next week at the same time for another edition of This Week in Interview where we take another look at agriculture in Dominica. My name is Thompson Fontaine. Thank you for listening and do have a good night.